It has been a difficult couple of weeks for families who not only had to deal with stage uh, six load shedding, but were suddenly informed that they also needed to keep extra water at hand as there's a water scarcity, especially in Gauteng. And at the same time, the country waits with bated breath for President Salah Maposa to announce his new cabinet. What is a certainty is that there will be a new deputy president, and that man is Paul Mashatile. To talk more about him, we are joined this morning on the line by Professor Keith uh, Gotchak. Uh, Keith, a very good morning to you, and welcome to Radio Islam International. Good morning. Well, e- is it a certainty that uh, Paul Mashatile will now occupy that position of deputy president of, of the country? We know there was a lot of speculation for quite some time that President Ramaphosa was not comfortable, and that w- that's why he was postponing accepting the resignation of David Mabuza. Others have suggested he just wanted to get all his other ducks in a row with regards to the overall cabinet reshuffle, but that it's a given that Paul Mashatile will, will occupy the union buildings as, as vice president. It seems to me very probable that because Paul Mashatili has been elected deputy president of the ANC, he will be appointed as deputy president of South Africa. The same applied to David Mabuza, who was his predecessor. So what, what do we know about uh, Paul Mashatili? Where did his political career start and, and what, what's the track record? He's been a lifelong political activist starting as a schoolboy in the Congress of South African Students Cases in the 1980s and 70s and he became first president of the Youth Congress and he was presented them at the founding of the United Democratic Front in 1983 and he was detained without trial for a horrific four years throughout the 1985 to 1989 states of emergencies, he's occupied a dizzying array of public portfolios after 1994. He's largely a Gauteng-based politician, and he was elected in 1994 a member of the provincial legislature and became member of the Executive Committee for Transport and Public Works, then another portfolio, Safety and Security, then human resettlement, and then finance and economic affairs, which is pretty important. And in 2008, he became the fourth premier of Gauteng province. Under Zuma, he was Minister of Arts and Culture and started to criticize Zuma's corruption. And then he moved out of government to become Treasurer General of the ANC in 2017. So he's worked his (coughs) way up the ladder an amazing variety of posts. What was his performance like in those posts? He, he was Premier of Gauteng for a short while, but um, as MEC in the various portfolios, as, as Minister in various portfolios, as you've outlined, and then most importantly, his, his last uh, position as Treasurer General. Many see that as the period when the ANC could not pay its staff salaries. Yes, he clearly inherited an impossible situation where the ANC was employing more people than it had the funds to pay. And the uh, new legislation on party funding that donors must be publicly declared meant that many donors had dropped out. But uh, right now it seems that the ANC is again able to pay all its staff. So he seems to have done heroic hard work at this very difficult problem. 
what, what, what kind of deputy president do you think he would be? We see that David Mabuza was largely under the radar, if we can put it that way. Nothing really positive, nothing really negative in the five years uh, or, or in the period that he was there uh, in the union buildings as, as, as deputy president. Is it likely that Paul Mashatila would want to be more, more active, more in the public eye, uh, more involved? Uh, although traditionally many see that position as a person just there, almost like a spare wheel, that if something happens to the president, then you step in. I'm sure that Paul Mashatila is going to be much more visible than David Mabuza should he be appointed as deputy president. Of course, partly a deputy president has whatever duties the president assigns him and can be used as everything from a troubleshooter in diplomacy through to chairing various commissions uh, on it. But David Mabuza surprised everybody by being so invisible. But Mashatili, judging by his track record, is likely to be a bit more in the public eye and certainly doing a lot of hard work behind the scenes. What about allegations of corruption? His detractors will point to the days when he was still MEC or Premier, credit card issues, ex- personal expenditure from the public purse, the whole, the whole Alex Mafia gang story, and his supporters will say, well, none of that was proved. He was ex- exonerated. I did a bit of research into the allegations of corruption uh, around him. There's a lot of talk about the Alex Mafia, which is simply a nickname for the political activists and business persons who came from Alexandra in the 1980s, but the Counting Integrity Commissioner Julie, Jules Browder cleared him of any improprieties. He was also cleared of any improprieties concerning his government credit card. More recently, there's been allegations that he was involved in stealing one billion rand for the Alexandra renewal project, but these have been exposed as smears because in practice no budget was ever allocated to that project. All right, Prof. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We really appreciate it. All the best. Have a great day and go well. That was Professor Keith Gottschalk talking to us about the political profile and track record of uh, Paul Mashatile.